Welcome to Podcast One. We hope you'll support our sponsors who bring you these podcasts absolutely free and with limited interruptions. And of course, we appreciate you listening to this show, which will get started in just a second. Hey, everyone. Uh, we're not in a production rut because we have some amazing guests and a special one coming up today. But maybe at home you're stuck in a dinner rut? Then add some delicious variety to the mix with, you know who, Green Chef. Green Chef is an organic meal kit that gives you the convenience of home cooking combined with fine dining flavor, like the flavor you might find in one of my restaurants. They deliver premium organic ingredients already mostly prepped and easy recipes anyone can cook. I mean, to be honest, my kids have been cooking with Green Chef. I mean, they're pretty good, but they're still nine and six years old. Uh, I mean, listen, do you eat paleo or vegan? Well, you're in luck because Green Chef has seven meal plans to choose from with new recipes every week. That's kind of amazing that they do new recipes every week. And you heard it here first, starving for attention listeners. I'm excited to announce that Green Chef has a new keto plan designed for low-carb lifestyles. So be among the first to try Green Chef Keto today and go to greenchef.us slash Richard and you'll get $50 off of your first box. That's greenchef.us slash Richard for $50 off. What a savings. Podcast One presents Starving for Attention with Richard Blaze, an entertaining behind-the-scenes look at the world of food, where you'll hear from anyone and everyone from the culinary industry, including restaurateurs, TV hosts, celebrity chefs, producers of your favorite cooking shows, and many more. Now, here's your host, Richard Blaze. Hey, everyone. Uh, welcome to Starving for Attention, a podcast cutting through the multiple layers of fluffy genoise and hand-whipped buttercream, like a vintage cake knife picked up in a New England antique store, pulling the perfect slices of our industry away from the core, like a veteran server at a classy French restaurant in New Orleans, perhaps. I'm Richard Blaze, and we're back in studio today. Uh, landed just a little while ago from Kauai, Hawaii, uh, where we bathed in picturesque waterfalls and snorkeled, snorkeled the Nepali coast. But really, uh, that's not true. We just dodged local chickens and watched our kids uh, swim in the pool and ate a lot of shaved ice. And I think I'm going to have to open up a uh, shaved ice um, shop somewhere. I want to call it Bobby Drake's because I'm on also a big X-Men kick and Iceman's name is Bobby Drake. Uh, so I thought that that would be a super, super uh, nerdy thing to do. But truly, we loved Hawaii. We uh, learned a lot of amazing things uh, about our family there. One, that our kids' favorite food is luau, which is just would be really something really nice to write on a college uh, application uh, somewhere down the, the road where they have to say, what's your favorite cuisine? Hawaiian luau cuisine. Uh, I think that's really, really cute. I love our next guest because of many reasons, but one is his absolute authenticity and especially his personal style in comparison like to the style of uh, you know his artistic medium, which is cake decorating and pastry chefs. Hey, everyone. Welcome Duff Goldman. The ace of cakes himself. I hope you don't mind me saying that. What? It's, du- it's one. Of, it's the greatest television show ever created in the history of television. Why would I mind you? Saying there, that? there it is. <laughs> Duff Goldman is here. Um, I, listen, I guess we can just get right into that. Like Ace of Cakes, what an amazing sort of like pioneering show. Yeah. Um, because when I was trying to, when when Ace of Cakes was in its run, everyone was trying to do shows that were like, oh, this is molecular gastronomy, but it's the Ace of Cakes right, of molecular right. gastronomy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You come into my science lab and we'll do our thing and you get to watch it. Um, how did that How did that come about? Like that, the, like you're running obviously Charm City Cakes at the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. And did you pursue that deal or did it just happen? It just happens. Uh, it's, I mean, it's a story, you know, if you want to hear it. So, <laughs> I mean, it's actually pretty fun. So, uh, I, you know, back in the day, I started the bakery in uh, 2002. And I was in my apartment, you know, I was like, it was a third floor walk-up apartment in Baltimore. No fridge. You know, I had a little home oven. You know, with like the, the first cake I sold, I bought my first KitchenAid. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Before that, everything was by hand. Right. Mix all that cake by hand. And I was doing everything. I mean, I was like, you were making the cakes by hand. So like whisk and mixing bowl. I was on like built the website. I was you know I was at Kinko's cutting out business cards. Like, oh, totally. Oh yeah, wow. delivering. I was on the phone. I was the emails. Everything. It was everything. It was you know one man show. And um, at the same time, I was doing a uh, I was doing a, uh, a friend of mine is a uh, he owns a theater group in Baltimore and he wanted to like make a show that would make some money and so he's like oh man we should do this like because I'm you know kind of a funny guy and so he's like hey we should do we should do like a like a cooking show like a funny cooking show because you're like this chef 
but you're funny. I was like, sure. So we did a, a live theater show. Uh, I can't say the name unless I can. Can I curse on here? Yeah, yeah. You, it's, your, it's your episode. So the show is called Fuck You, Let's Bake. Right? <laughs> And it was funny. It was a funny. It was like two and a half hours, and it was like I mean, it was real cooking. Like, the, like the, I think the very first one we did, I made soufflés, right? For like you know, five hundred people in a dirty warehouse in a Good bad Lord. part of Baltimore, right? You know, and it was just it was super fun. It, like we were telling jokes, and I mean, we were, and then we like we were at one point in the show, I strip and uh, put on a World War II gas mask and a helmet <laughs> and a cup, and everyone threw threw eggs at me. Right. Oh my god! It was just that. Kind of, it was just a crazy show. So you crazy, were you were doing this show. though. This is how how long ago? This is two thousand two, two thousand. Because I feel like now people have just sort of embraced that sort of live show, myself included, <laughs> sure, where it's like, sure. no, we need to do things that are dynamic. Yeah, flipping a crab cake for an audience is not really yeah, that exciting. It do it, so you, you started by having just people pelt you with eggs, <laughs> among other things. Yeah. <laughs> so so I was doing this show, and then um uh at the um. The warehouse where we were having it, there was this guy that lived there who I went to college with. His name's Jeff. And he was working as an architectural model builder. And he was just like – he was in a band. I was in a band. Both of us were trying to be full-time musicians. So I was trying to quit cooking. So cakes was just a way to pay the rent so I could be in a band. Yes. Jeff was like totally overworked. I mean architects are crazy. you know, And he would have to go work for these guys and build these crazy models and stuff. And so um, one night at the show, one of our other friends was like, hey, Jeff's too busy – Jeff is too busy at work to to be a musician. You're going to hire him and he's going to make cakes for you. And I was like, he's never worked in a kitchen before. He's like, doesn't matter. And so like I hired him. And it was actually great because, I mean, he took all his skills as a you know model builder and started making these amazing cakes, just really cool stuff. Like my style was more – you know, I was from the hip. I was a graffiti artist, so I'm, you know, I'm a little more in the moment. And Jeff is very planned out, very careful, very you know, kind of uh, engineering-minded. And so we started – we were just making these crazy cakes. And then um, you know, people heard about it. We, we, I mean we, Baltimore's not a big town. Right, so we were pretty big in Baltimore, pretty fast, and then um, Food Network called, and they were like, "Hey, we got this. Uh, we do this show called Challenge, and you know, we saw your cakes; they're pretty good. Do you want to do it?" And I was like, "Sure." So, you know, I talked to Jeff. Jeff's like, "Yeah, I'll do it." And so we like went to our first Food Network competition, and it was funny because like, I mean, you know, we we're like in our late twenties, you know, some like you know early thirties, late twenties, and. Um, uh, we get there and like everybody's like in chef coats, right? You know, sure. everybody's like they're like pro pastry chefs, and, chief. yeah, 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 totally like ACF, you know, yes. CMPC, you know, all this stuff. And I was just like, you know, like. So what are you guys wearing, by the way, to yeah, paint the picture right, yeah. here? Exactly what I'm wearing right. now: t-shirt, right. shorts. You know, if, we, we were we were ourselves. I mean, we were dudes and bands from Baltimore. You know, uh, a hipster architect and uh, 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 a dumb jock, a described redneck. graffiti artist of the pastry kitchen. Yes. Exactly. Nice. And so, um, so the the first competition we ever did was at Sea Island, Georgia, and Sea Island, um, is, you know, it's like this beautiful resort. And like the day before, they were getting all this B roll, right? And they're filming all the different teams, and everybody's in there practicing. And okay, like in minute four, I'm going to do this. In minute twenty, I'm going to do this. You know, and everybody's like getting all their stuff together. And I saw on the way in there was a skeet range, and I was like, Jeff, we should totally go shoot guns and so instead <laughs> yeah. of practicing we went and shot guns because we're like we don't need to practice we know what we're gonna do and so uh the, the like food was like hey can we can we follow you can we watch you guys shooting guns you know because we i mean the camera crew had nothing to do so we're like, yeah sure so they came and filmed us shooting and, and guns. of course like th- this is just organic like you guys are just gonna go we just wanted to go shoot guns and yeah what, so, when in Georgia, that's mm-hmm. yeah, right, right. Yeah. So you're local. Right? You want to <laughs> absorb the local scene, absolutely. But like, there's none of that is like uh, thought out. Like you're not no. like, hey, <laughs> no. these cameras will follow us over here. I say that a lot when people are like, oh, Richard Blaze, you know, uh, you cook with nitrogen. It's like, no, I don't always cook with nitrogen. The right. cameras just happen to follow me right. when I grab the right. nitrogen. Right. So you're shooting skeet. So we're shooting skeet. They film it. Uh, we're, we're, then we, you know, the next day we're doing the competition and. Um, I mean, I can't, I can't not be myself. I mean, it's just, you know, I don't have a filter. It's just, I'm always me. And what there was, so there's like seven or eight teams of people all making cakes. And this is back when the competitions were eight hours, you know, eight to 10 hours. You were in there just working. Right. And the goal of this competition is to, to build a uh, this themed one, cake. Yeah. This one was a Halloween um, cake and candy of competition. Of course. Of course it was. So we were making a haunted house. And, um, So there's like seven or eight teams, and there's three teams of camera operators and producers. 
Excuse me. That's all right. <laughs> so the teams are like, uh, like you know, everybody's working, and then the producers like running up and down, you know, and they like, you know, all right, Duff, you know, what's going on? Or okay, what are you working on now? You know, and like it's just normal TV stuff. And one of the guys, one of the producers, I swear to God, every time he came over to to my station. Something would break. I would break something. Right. Right. I was just, I, I, like, it was just, it was just totally coincidence, but it happened like four or five times. Just kept happening. So at one point, like, he comes over, he puts a camera on me, and I'm like doing something. And I look up and I was like, if you say one word to me, I'm going to jump over this table and beat the <laughs> shit out of you. Right. Just kidding. Like, to, and, like yeah. he laughed. I laughed. It was like a cute, funny moment. But like, you know, to, to, to sell the joke, I was real serious when I said it. Right. So I'm thinking, like, okay, it's Food Network, right? You're not going to use that. They put it in the commercial, right? It was like the commercial. <laughs> it's the cold open for this series. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it was like, oh, great. You know, I was like, my mom's going to see this. You know, this is rough. So anyway, so we kept doing competitions, and uh, we never won. You know, I've never won anything. Really? Ever. I don't win. Well, if you've won in life, let's be clear, I, first I, of all. You know Because you're dominating the celebrity chef uh, scene. <laughs> not at all. No, at this all. is true. But I am I'm definitely, I'm, you know, I'm, I do feel incredibly fortunate. So now listen, okay, real quick about those contests, because I remember mm-hmm. being a pretty avid, you know, Food Network uh, viewer at the time. Sure. I feel like most of those competitions were really just about carrying the final product a mm-hmm. hundred yards. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Like it's well, like you remember Sesame Street? I don't know, we're similar ages. Yeah. So like Sesame Street, there was always that moment where someone's carrying like all the cupcakes and mm-hmm. he falls down the stairs. Right. I feel like that's the, the you know the apex of every cake competition show. Can you carry the nine tiered haunted house a yes. hundred yards? Exactly. And did did they ever fall on you? Or like so- <laughs> The very last competition I ever did, uh, it was in Phoenix, and I was making a. It was the 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 theme was sports. Okay, and so I did a sport fishing boat, right? This boat, big tower on it, you know, and guy on the back, and he's got, you know, he's holding a rod, and the rod has a piece of wire that looks like fishing line, and that is connected to this giant fish I made out of modeling chocolate, right? So the fish is on there, right? It was rad. It was cool. It was all right. It was. It wasn't my best work, but it was pretty cool. Like it was just, you know, like you know, theoretically, it was really right. Cool. No lie, man. Probably five minutes, four minutes left in the competition. It completely disintegrates. Oh. Just disintegrates. Everything. Because I brought like an arc welder with me. I was like welding, you know, putting this tower together. Like I was just being crazy and didn't do a good job. Tell me at some point you're like, we're going to need a bigger boat. Uh, I'm, I'm sure I've <laughs> said that. Yeah, I'm sure I said it. But so that so the, the thing falls apart. And then the, the but the fish is still okay. The fish is like you know eight inches long, like this fish that I made that went on the end of the wire and it was beautiful. And so um, everybody's like carrying their cakes to the judges' table, and then like they get to me and you know me and Jeff are just looking at this mess, and I'm laughing like a, <laughs> like a maniac by the way because what are you gonna do? Right, your cake like completely disintegrates on national television. Like millions of people just saw you being a jackass. So I was just like that's. <laughs> funny you know that's funny <laughs> and so uh the camera gets to me i pick up the fish like it's this precious thing and like pretend that it's really difficult to carry it i walk over to the judge's table and i like place it down you know like made Golden a big joke trout yeah exactly exactly like you know and i just like made a you know made a joke out of it and you know it was funny but then my mom was in the audience and my mom was crying right because oh. she's like oh no you're you look like a jackass <laughs> so i went out to like you know like just give her a hug you know congrats you know just tell her everything's gonna be okay and uh i you know i didn't think about it. i was still wearing a wire and they were still following me around i go back i go out in the, the audience i'm hugging my mom she's crying i was like mom don't worry about it they're probably gonna give me my own show after this and literally a week later they're like hey do you want to do a show about your bakery and all your weirdo friends you know? wow. that's amazing so the time of the uh, arguably the biggest fail yes was when you got the call yes. to, to, to do ace of cakes yeah and now, so all of those competitions those were like Specials, right? Like like mm-hmm. episodic specials, competitions, all one offs. Yeah, yeah, all one offs. Mm-hmm. And when you did the show, now the difference is it's not a competition, Mm-mm. or is it? Well, you know, that's a philosophical question. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you know, it's it's you're competing with yourself all the time to not go insane. Now, did you have to convince Jeff, who's as your partner at the time yeah, still, yeah. right? Um, do you have to convince that team, like, hey, now uh, we're yeah. going to be on. This is our lives, twenty four seven. I had to much. convince like fifteen like art school hipsters. Oof. Yeah, they wanted who want nothing. They wanted nothing to do with it. They were just like this. Is they were just like uh, you know they 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 did not want to do it. They were really against it, you know. And it was just we talked about it. And I didn't force anyone to do it. I was like, listen, we're gonna do like we're gonna do this unanimously. We're not gonna do it. And all I did was I would just like explain to them some of the things we were gonna get to do and you know where this could lead and we could all you know it's just it, it was gonna be a lot of fun. 
And so eventually everybody came around. Everybody wanted to do it. But I think one of the reasons why the show was so good is you could tell that none of those people wanted to be on television. Right. You know? <laughs> I say that every once in a while when people are in my kitchen. I'm like, you have to go film that one guy. He's not going to yeah. say a word yeah. to you. His uh-uh. hair is just going to be dangling in front of his face. He mm-hmm. wants nothing to do with this. Nothing. Go hang out with that guy over there. He's fascinating. Just B-roll of his tattoos. Totally. Totally. Uh, and you'll be good. Um, so then this – I mean obviously the show is incredibly successful. What does that do for the business of the bakery? You know, it's funny. It doesn't do much, honestly. Wow. Yeah. I mean because here's the thing. Like if we were – you know, a big bakery that did like cupcakes and cookies and cannolis and you know just like bakery stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. Then that's something you could you could take that kind of exposure and turn it into something where you could scale it. Right. Right. But what we make is, I mean, we make you know life size elephants and right. you know, cars and buildings and fire breathing dragons and you know all kinds of. We made mortars that shot fireworks. You know, we, we do all this crazy stuff. It's not something that you can just like take an ad out in Craigslist and and you know staff your place. It's, right. It's just I mean everybody that works there is an incredible artist and none of them went to culinary school. None of them worked in kitchens. I think that's what makes it kind of amazing. I love how you, like really it's sort of a chocolate peanut butter situation mm-hmm. where you met you have an architect and like you said now you're sort of understanding of like street culture and pop culture comes together with like someone who's got you know, uh, the architecture background. Mm-hmm. You have all mm-hmm. these artists surrounding you. Yeah, with and different you created something that didn't exist. It's mm-hmm. almost like hip hop. It's so, like, oh, we plugged in a speaker and we have a turntable. Let's make some music. Right. right. Didn't exist right. before. So when you say that no one's culinary school background, then where are they coming from? Um, so it's like, it was like 30, 70, like musician friends of mine and then kids that go to Micah, the art school in Baltimore. Okay. So, um, it like you know the thing about musicians is that like you know we're we're all very hardworking. You know what I mean? Like just being in a band is a lot of work, and you just do it. And yeah. you know you're you're really, uh, you know you're you're just like cooking. You know you're sacrificing you know your energy and your time and your life because you love this thing. You know whatever sure. it is. And then um, you know so they make really good uh, you know restaurant employees, and I think that's why a lot of people that are in bands work in restaurants. Um, and the the art students. The the great thing about those guys is one, they're totally used to being juried. Every piece of art they make, they put it on the wall and everybody talks wow. shit about it. Yeah. You know, and like you gotta sit there and take it. And so as a chef, you know, I got all these kids that I was like, Man, I'm gonna really have to tiptoe around these guys. But if, if you know, if I went up somebody like, Look, this is not good enough, you know, this needs to be here, this is the wrong color, this is broken, they're like, Okay. And they fix it. Right. You know what I mean? Like, you know, it's just it's it was just never an issue, which was really cool. And, and the that, other thing is that there's there you know, people that are artists, you know, that that make art, they're they they have to, right? Mm-hmm. Like I have to. I can't I don't have a choice. You know, like that when you you know, I think that's you know, true with a lot of chefs, you know, it's just you don't have a choice but to cook because cooking allows you to be the the weirdo, you know, just crazy person that you are. And with kids that go to art school, they're so self-motivated because they they make stuff because we want to see something cool, right? Mm-hmm. Like I make – you know, I, I painted subway trains because I wanted to see something cool, you know. And artists, you know, when they paint a picture, when they make a sculpture, when they, you know, do an installation, when they make a video, anything they do, they do it because they want to see something cool, not because they want to get paid. Yeah. You know, I mean they do want to get paid. Yeah. So here's, <laughs> but, I, so here's a question. Here's a question that I have. Does, is there any time? I, I think it might be a little bit easier in the the sweet part of the kitchen, or even on with uh, in the bar, perhaps. But like, is there any time where art can get in the way of deliciousness? Like at at, at some point, is the the art of a cake does that get in the way of flavor? Is it even important? Um, like, is it is it meant to be like? Or in what order do you? Yeah, place like that, you know? I mean, are there some cakes that you're just like this is really just meant to be looked at and not even tasted, or is or is there some sort of algorithm that you have that's like no, it actually it also has to be delicious, or this amount of it has to be edible. You know, that's a really good question. I think, that, and there's a couple answers to it. Um, the first part was, uh, you know, what sort of what comes first, and here's the thing: is neither of them, you know, like. Form and function are both incredibly important when it comes to a cake. Uh, you know, the form, it's, it's, I mean, it's cake, right? Cakes the, are, you know, I don't know of any cake that you get not to first look at it. You know, you're supposed to look at it. Right. And so the cake, you know, cake's got to be beautiful. They got to be, you know, 
whatever they're going to be. They have to do their job. And their job here is to convey a message, congratulations, happy right. birthday, you're out of jail, whatever, you know, like, you know, that that's conveying the message. And then they have to be beautiful. They have to give somebody a smile. You know, somebody wants a cake that looks like a puppy and you make the puppy and it really looks like the puppy. And then you give it to them like, oh, my God, it looks like a puppy. You know, like that's. It, yeah, you it, don't want it, it to taste like a puppy. Right. No, no, no. You know, but then it's done its job. Right. Now, uh, then. Um, its other job is to be delicious because cakes are supposed to be delicious. You know, they have to taste good. And you really don't have to sacrifice quality for the art if you know what you're doing. Right. You know what I mean? I think there's a lot of, a lot of times what you're going to find is there's, you know, people are making cakes and they're going to, you know, they're going to decorate it for like a week and, you know, it's just going to be sitting on the desk. It's getting stale or they're, you know, they're just not using good cake because like, oh, it's a sculpture. I mean, who Okay, you right, right, right. So it's a and mentality. Yeah. I, th- I w- Listen, I mean, cakes are not hard to make good. You know, like it's a cake. It's flour, butter, Speak sugar, Speak for eggs. yourself on this Come one. on. No, to be cake. clear. No, because I'm the guy who like <laughs> crumbles up a beet cake just because – and then I call it beet tartare cake just because I'm not – a gifted artist in that regard. And I say it's abstract art to really just disguise the fact that I'm not that skilled. So I, I feel like there is a lot of technicality into baking. For you to say it's easy. It's baking a cake. I mean, it's, I, can you make can you make carrot cake? Uh, yeah. I mean, I can make zucchini bread. I, I can. Yeah. She, I will say Jasmine is the baker in the family. All right. Uh, I mean, but like, you know, there's – listen. Uh, you know, making puff pastry from scratch is something that takes a deft – Deft hand. And lots of butter. Lots of butter. Sure. Yeah. Totally. God, I love butter. (laughs) But making a cake, you know, I mean, there is a way to do it right. And once you learn the way to do it right, it's not so much being so deft. It's just doing it right. Right. It's just not overmixing it, you know, using the right recipe and doing it the same every single time. And that's the thing with baking. Which, like, you'll find, like, the same thing with, like, working out. It's just doing it over and over again every single day, exactly the same every time. And I don't think it's the science that freaks people out. I don't think it's the recipe. It's the measuring. It's the weighing. I think it's that consistency. I think that's what people are really kind of scared of because it's just like there's – there. you know, when you're when – you're, I'm scared of it. As an artist, I'm scared of the, the idea of consistency because I like to believe that everything – it, it, every plate has its own life and its own organic structure, and these are all things that I've designed sure. to, to keep me from having to be consistent. Um, <laughs> well, you got to be consistent. I mean, there, I mean, yeah. there's consistency. Yeah, that's consistency, right, right. right. Yeah. Um, excuse me. But so you know, I, I think that you know, with baking, you know, bake, it's not that hard to make a delicious cake. The problem is, people just choose to be lazy. They just choose not to. It's not. You know, if if I make a that's such a chef thing to say, by the way. Well, I, just, I love they, it. Yeah, people it's just like choose people to be lazy. Ch- yeah, yeah. It's like people choose to be angry. Yeah, it is you know, true. It's thing, true. You know? yeah. uh, God, where was I? I was just, I was, man, I was somewhere. Was, oh man, where was I? I forget. Damn. But I don't know. So, oh no, I was. Uh, we were filming in New Orleans, and the AD was freaking out, like just totally freaking out. And I just, I just looked up, and I was just like, Shay, stress is a choice, man. <laughs> Nice. And he just – everything – everybody was like, oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. You know, and everybody it's, it's chilled out. It's a TV out. show. Yeah, I'm like, it's a TV good. show. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the other world. We're not saying I'm also just glad that you said that because <laughs> when you couldn't get in studio before because you were in New Orleans, I'm just glad that that was a real thing and you weren't just like, ah, tell Blaze I'm in New Orleans. Oh, fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> no. Wow, what an episode, everyone. Uh, Duff Goldman. He is really a piece of work, isn't he? Uh, and he probably drives uh, a pretty nice car. And if you want to drive a new car, you can feel comfortable that you're getting a fair price when you're going to buy one uh, because you need pricing context and you know you can get that with TrueCar. Uh, using TrueCar, you can easily find the car you want. TrueCar will show you what other people in your area paid for the car you want. And now you know what a fair price is so you can feel Super confident. Once you register, you'll see real pricing on actual inventory. This is competitive pricing offered to you only by a True Car certified dealer for an actual vehicle on their lot. It's pricing you'll see before going to the dealership so you can feel ultra confident when you show up. With True Car, you can connect with a local certified dealer of your choosing so you can enjoy a quick, easy buying experience. That's what we all want. True Car customers are more likely to enjoy a faster buying process uh, when they connect with the True Car certified dealers. True Car users save an average of over $30 
$3,000 off of MSRP. TrueCar shows their customers all of their available incentives before they arrive at the dealership. Over 3 million cars have been sold to TrueCar users by the TrueCar Certified Dealer Network. That's a lot. And there are over 13,000 TrueCar Certified Dealers nationwide. When you're ready to buy, visit TrueCar to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. And some features are not available in all states. At American University, we don't just hope for change. We create it. We don't just dream of a better world. We make it a reality. With a graduate degree from AU, you'll access expert faculty and connections throughout D.C. to develop skills and experience to turn your passion into purpose. And that purpose can make all the difference in your career. Discover the difference a degree makes at American.edu slash gradschool. Hey everyone, it's former WWE host Lillian Garcia. Let me ask you a question. Do you ever wonder how your favorite stars make it to the big time? Then come check out my new show, Chasing Glory with Lillian Garcia on PodcastOne.com. Hear me chat with some of your favorite athletes and entertainers about their rise to the top. It's about to get real, raw, and inspiring. So join me for new episodes every Monday on PodcastOne.com, the new Podcast One app, or subscribe on Apple Podcasts. You're listening to Starving for Attention with Richard Blaze. Now you're designing these amazing cakes, mm-hmm. right? Uh, you have all of these artists. You've created its, your own genre of food, basically. At what point do you have to start giving the client instructions for the cake? Because mm. some of your things move. They light up. Mm-hmm. They make noise. Like you're talking about a fishing boat. At some point, they float. They fly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so like, do you remember that first time when you're like, hey, the engine's under this layer or yes. something like that? Yeah, yeah. We actually every, – every single cake that goes out, it actually comes with a diagram of like, okay, this part is cake. This part is not cake. You know, like this is the part you cut. This is where you cut. This is what you eat. Don't eat that. Is there a liability to like also like is there sort of some legal like, hey, just so you know. I mean, there uh, probably should be. absolutely been someone that's eaten something. Well, like just like I mean I've served uh, years ago like – Oyster on like raw polenta, and then someone ate the polenta, and like I didn't tell them, and like you know, and I mean, they were like, that, it was kind of gritty. Yeah, yeah. like I'm I'm baking polenta in my stomach right now. Right, right, right. <laughs> um, no, I mean, you know, I haven't really had any uh, any liability issues. You know what I mean? Like we're we, I, I feel like you know, since we're, we're a really small business, you know, and like all of our customers, like we're friends with. You know what I mean? Like you know, because designing a cake is such a, a the cakes that we make, it's such a process that we go through and there's so much back and forth that, you know, if somebody's going to be a difficult customer, by the end of the process, they're like, man, you guys are great because we just – it's what we do. We, we like – our customer service is really, really good, you know, because we just – we only make, I mean, five, six cakes a week. Right. Right? So, you know, everybody gets a lot of attention. How many of those are – the client is collaborating with you or how many of your artists get mm. to sort of create on their own? Like are you, there's something in the window every day and that's like this is what we made? No. No. no, no so no, it's no. all 100% client 100% custom. collaboration. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah, totally. No, we don't – it's great. We actually don't um, – like, you know, every cake is bought and paid for before we even turn on the oven. Mm. You know, so it's like, you know, we're chasing people down for, you know, stuff what, like that. What cake do you make the most of? Like, like just – repeat. Is there something that people come in and ask for they've seen or – Um. It used to be those topsy turvy things, you know. Remember those cakes that were like Alice in Wonderland? Uh-huh, yeah. Which I, you know, I gotta tell you, man, I kind of want to bring them back because nice. I miss those things. Yeah, they were I, fun, man. <laughs> they were fun. Um, but I think, uh, let's see. I don't know. I mean, like we do a lot of minions. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of minions. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell DreamWorks. Oh, <laughs> uh, we do. Uh, let's see. I mean, like, we're kind of known for our sci-fi stuff. So, right. You know, we've yeah. probably done, I don't know, 10 or 15 X-Wings. We've probably mm-hmm. done 30 Millennium Falcons. Oh, well. We've done the Death Star. We've done TIE Fighters. We've done Star Trek, Star Wars, Aliens. Are there figurines in the Millennium Falcon? This is an important thing. Is, is in the Chewie and Han Solo, are they in the cockpit? <laughs> I'm just not that cool, man. <laughs> No, but it's like I mean, you know, so our our sci-fi cakes do like you know th- those do really well just because like we're all nerds you know and so we love it you know yeah like, you're speaking to one who's on an uh, an incredible X-Men uh, you know obsession right now really yeah so well, I mean really? I think we're if you can do cake Wolverine claws 
uh, for Halloween, maybe uh, I'll spend lots. No, but like ones that actually sheath. I mean, we have sure. to. Okay, sure. Oh, nice. He's like, yeah, no worries. Done that. There a bunch. Literally, <laughs> there is nothing. There is nothing we can't figure out. Amazing. It's amazing. I tell you, especially now that we live out here in L.A. Yeah. Because we have all these like special effects guys that like if I can't build it I'm like yo I need this thing I need a tube this big and it has to like it has to like open up really slowly but then it has to rotate and they're like yeah I can build that you know you're like cool (laughs) with that being said I mean are you at a point where people are just like I want the best biggest thing you've ever done Duff Goldman yes I want it no one's ever seen it it Uh has to be 100% original Mm -hmm. Um, and you so you have and you have to walk those people uh, back down a little bit or you're just like no yeah you know you uh, you write the check. We'll, yeah. we'll build the gate. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like you know, I mean, people want crazy stuff. We just made a five and a half foot uh, uh, sour patch kid. That's my height. Wow. Yeah, that yeah. is. That's a it's life. Crazy. That's a Jasmine Blaze size cake sour patch. Kid. Wasn't a cake. Oh, it was an actual oh my sour, sour patch kid. Oh yeah. my god! How many people had? Uh, it's it's <laughs> this whole like. I'm, so I basically. I mean, built I'm assuming this, like, it's standing, but yeah, yeah. it was standing. Okay. So I did this whole plexiglass like kind of cantilever system, mm-hmm. so that once it was covered in sour patch goo, mm. you couldn't see it. Wow. Right, so it still looked uh, translucent. Cool. Yeah, it was rad. That's intense. That's yeah. kind of amazing. <laughs> yeah. I want to do a wall. Now I'm kind of getting like inspired to like, I, I want to just do a wall. Like okay. an edible, like a just giant, giant edible mm-hmm. He's like, vined like cake thing. wall. So this uh, this girl in Baltimore, <laughs> she... Uh, First she, of all, amazing beginning right. to yeah. any story. Any story. She, she bought like cases and cases of peeps. <laughs> and a nail gun and na- and wallpapered her whole living room in peeps. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. yeah. That's yeah. well, uh, they I don't think so. Just left them. Well, yeah. they also will survive for I think right. like uh-huh. 50 years Especially, at like, least. Yeah. Exposed to air, they'll just set uh-huh. I think up there. Be nice. Did you know in New Orleans when you go in the in the bayou like in the, you know, in the swamp the way you get the gators to come is you throw peeps at them. Oh my! What and they come and they show up. They love marshmallows. That's they love marshmallows. G- g- gators. Gators love marshmallows. They love marshmallows. And I was like, I was on this boat, you know. There's like this total like bayou guy, and uh, he's like throwing marshmallows in the water. And I was like, I was like, why marshmallows? And he's like, man, who don't like marshmallows? It's like, got a good point. That's a good point. I mean, I was gonna totally go with raw that. chicken breast. No, but, you'd think, because I think no. that's what. Um, the marshmallow floats probably. Yeah, marshmallow nice. floats, and, you know. Um, I, so when it comes to like the traditional glorious wedding cake, mm-hmm. what are your thoughts on – like you don't touch any of that. It's my sort favorite of. cake to make. Wow. Like, white wedding cakes, man. I love it. Nice. So I mean I, I mean so tra- like we're talking flowers mm-hmm. and a bride and groom on top yeah. and a trellis and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. That's your favorite I thing to make. I love that it. That was an answer I was not expecting. Yeah, I know. It's look at me. I don't look like kind of guy. Break them all. <laughs> so is it, is it because it's refreshing or because it's classic or – it's just fun. I don't know. There's like I think there's there's something really kind of comforting to the sort of regularity of it. Um, you know, it's uh, it's the thing about a white wedding cake. Like, all right, like if I'm making a, a you know, if I made a gator, you know, a, just a like four foot alligator, right? And I got a funny story about a four foot alligator. Cake too. <laughs> so it's like Sam making like a gator, and like I don't know, it like like the fondant slips a little and it gets a little wrinkly on one side. Doesn't matter. No one's gonna see it. It looks like a gator. It's like all wrinkly and crazy, anyways. You know, like so. It's it's like you know, you, like those kinds of things are fine. When you're making a white wedding cake, it's like a white wedding cake is like making hollandaise. Like you got a couple of ingredients, and if you don't do it absolutely perfect, it's gonna suck. And same thing with like a like a beautiful wedding cake. I mean, if it's just a little off kilter, it looks so bad. Mm. You know, it looks super bad. But and you know, if there's like a little wrinkle, you 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 see it. If your hand was a little dirty and you like brush the white, you know, and you got a little like streak of black on there, you know, it's it's so easy to screw them up. And I feel like the challenge of making a beautiful clean wedding cake is is i don't know it's a good like I, I like testing myself against that you know what i mean so like when that when that call comes into the shop you're you'll 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 take that one yeah sometimes. yeah do yeah. you have to do you have your artists are they sort of uh they have specialties like yes. you have an architect so mm-hmm. you don't give r2d2 to uh someone who does great disney princesses well you, no that's actually that person is the same person oh wow yeah, okay yeah, that's so funny. that's so uh, that person um, then their specialty is 
Um, There's specialty within a specialty, just to be clear. So it's like, all specialty. I got stuff. one, I, you know, one girl who's incredible at cakes that look like other kinds of food. Oh wow! Right. So you want a burger? Catherine's doing it. You want fries? You want you know steak? Mimic a mimic. Yes. When it comes to like <laughs> other kinds of food, that's that's her thing. Oh, um, does she freelance? Is she available for other things? <laughs> I like that in the savory side too. I love that idea. Sure. Like, oh, it's foie gras, but it's really it looks like a cherry, but it's really foie gras. Right. right I right, love right. that sort of stuff. You know, who's great at that. Voltaggio. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he know? did a great. Uh, what do we see him? Awesome. Uh, Foie gras like masubi and like, but things uh, that like, yeah. or like, you know, hey, it's chocolate, but it's a tree, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that stuff. Like yeah. just taking riffing off of nature. So that person is just really good with mimicking, yeah, yeah, items that already exist. Mm-hmm. We got um, like one girl's really good at gory like horror stuff. Yes. So any zombie, you know, <laughs> cool. any sort of gross thing, you know, that's... things that <laughs> might like splat or or spurt mm-hmm. or organs that might explode. Exactly. That's yeah, right. we made a uh, we made a a life-size vampire one time that came with a wooden stake and you jam it in the chest oh, yes. and then it bur- it barfs up <laughs> all this uh and like um uh, uh raspberry coolie. Yeah. But it was like bleh, you know, it comes out the eyes and the ears. Bleh, it's oh, like God. you stab in the heart in the in the chest and it's like head just just gushes. Did you just have one stab? It's one, it's all you get. You one get one. Stab. You get one good stab, and it's it. It's like know? a pinata. How many pinatas have you made? We made a few. Yeah, we made a few pinatas. You know, but we have to like put stuff inside yeah. of them. You right. Know? So it's and it, well, it is tough. It's hollow. Yeah. You like well, it's not cake anymore. Right. Yeah. Now it's right. a, now it's just a candy pinata full of candy. Yeah. But hey, yeah. you know. Far be it for me to judge. You put little yeah. cakes inside of it. Yeah, you can do that. So is, um, <laughs> you, you mentioned sort of a perhaps Halloween-specific thing. Is that your busiest season? And we're kind of right around Halloween time now. Um, it, it, there's no busy season. It's all busy. We're yeah. all, you know, it's How just, far out do I have to be to get an order in? Dude, it totally depends, man. Sometimes it could be a week. Sometimes it's six months. You wow. know, it's just mm. some dates just fill up. What's you know? the, uh, the, the main difference between the East Coast and the West Coast shop? Is it the clientele? That's a good question. I, mean, I mean, I love that whole the East Coast, West Coast sort of yeah. like what the differences are. Yeah. You know, you're a chef in New York City, you're a chef in L.A., San Francisco. I, you know, I, I, I think that you know, generally speaking, like you know, the the I, you know both, you know, I built the culture of this place, and so I think you know because of that, and they're both such small shops. I think they're pretty similar because they both kind of came out of here. You know, like it's it's um you know they're both like. They're basically communes, you know. Right. Almost. Oh, I kind of love that. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's not you know, it's like you know, everybody, you know, everybody that works for me is incentivized. You know, like when the bakery does well, they do well. Like it's it's a collective. Yeah, it's not know? a job. It is. It's truly mm-hmm. a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. The commune actually really really works for that. Yeah, I mean, for something this small, right? You know what I mean, you know, you do it countryside, and you know. We saw it happen over there with the Iron Curtain. No problem. Right. <laughs> How's the uh, – so you have a new shop that's kind of a DIY sort of themed place. Right? Yeah. Well, it's, it's five years now. I've had it. Okay. Yeah. New-ish. Um, new-ish. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's really fun. It's uh, So you basically – you go in and you you decorate your own cake. Yeah. It's, it's it's super fun. I'm going tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. It's Build a Bear but with cakes. <laughs> yeah. That you get to eat those Well, bears. Build a Bear kind of. You get no. to yeah. – no, I've build never been to a build. In all fairness, I've never been to a build a bear. So if I'm insulting you, it was. Is it? Was it? I apologize. Build a bear is just like you. You pick up a bear and you pick an outfit. Like it's pretty. Yeah. You're not but making a like bear. You're not. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, no, I don't want actually, that. Yeah, right? this is more hands on. But they're not making more. Millennium Falcons. No. Right. No, and you know, I mean, because here's I don't know. It's like art is dying, man. I mean, oh. it's like there is, you know, we are like. Think about school now. I mean, we're just oh, we yeah. are taking we away it all, out. Yeah. all the good stuff, you know. And it's like we're getting kids ready to, you know, take tests and do all the stuff. And I'm like, kids need to kids need to goof off and and make art and be crazy and let their brains go. There's plenty of time to learn, you know, like real stuff later. But you know, it's just like let kids just be creative and and do fun things. And and I feel like you know that is as strong as that desire is in me and i need to make stuff i need to touch things and you know i'm tactile that that uh desires in every single human being we just we you know cavemen were painting on walls and they were doing cool stuff you know they were actually thinking about it so you know i feel like you know that that is a natural human desire you yeah. just want to create you see it in all young kids I mean, they all will do it 
And they also play though art, paint, yes, whatever it is. Totally. Yeah. Especially with food. And you see it with art and, and, and food, which is also art. But like then they enjoy it more. If mm-hmm. they did it, kids will like a picture more than if they just saw it on a wall. If they're making their own totally. food. Yeah, if they make the broccoli, they'll eat it. They will, right. Yeah, it's theirs. Totally. It's, that's like, it becomes like their work of art. Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of Unreal. I'm going, I'm yeah. going, to, going tomorrow. You're going tomorrow. Going tomorrow. Apologies <laughs> about the Build-A-Bear reference. That was horrible. <laughs> what is it inside of you that sort of like – so you are uh, you play bass, right? I play bass. Uh, amongst other instruments, I'm sure. But bass player mainly. Yeah. You played lacrosse. Yeah. And you were a, a long stick – you were a defender or yeah. a long stick midi? I forget. Uh, come on. You think I was a midi? <laughs> Look at me. <laughs> but, okay, so but you get to count, you got the long pole. Yeah, right? I was I was crease defense. Crease defense. Okay, crease right. Defense. So hardcore, you're knocking people I just, down. I just with a, with a long pole. With I just a little hit net the, the snot out of people. That was my job. Um, Duff, hit that guy. All right. You're a hockey player. I was a hockey player. So and and you're an, an, an amazing pastry uh, cake artist. Thank All you. of these things are like really really specific. <laughs> no, but it is though. Because like, like, what makes you choose like bass over uh, like you know dr- you know like you're a specialist? Where does that yeah. like where does that mm-hmm. come from? I mean you do everything great but there's d- obviously a desire to like oh i like that thing it's a little different right um that's more unique i like graffiti maybe yeah, more than i hmm i don't know i think it's just um you you're you know we're we're just like products of the things that we sh- you know you show an aptitude for right you know and like i was you know i was this size in high school you know, so it was like, well, that guy should be a nose tackle. You know, that guy should be like, I, I'm not, I'm not fast. I'm not a very good athlete, but it was like, you know, big guy. Put that guy right on the crease and let him just stand there and hit people. They weren't like, oh, here's you know the short stick. Go run around the field. I'm like, that'd be a terrible job for me. Yeah, but you know? I'm saying when they gave you when they gave you the long pole, you probably I'm guessing you were like, that's kind of cool. Just like when you have a bass guitar, you're like, yeah, that's the one I want. Yeah, actually. that works. Yes. out. Yes. <laughs> yeah, guitars. There's too many strings. They're confusing. Guitar players, you know, they need people looking at them all the time. Like, we had a plan from the beginning. I was going to be the lead singer. You were going to be the bass player with Mystique. Okay. That's my. <laughs> <laughs> almost famous, my almost famous line. One of my favorite movies. Uh, such a good movie. Such such a such, such a, a good movie. movie. By the way, also you said you're a big guy. You're you're not so big. You're like in, in incredible shape right now. I'm not in incredible shape. Yeah, I, I mean, am, you're, I am going to be around about January. I'm going to look like. I'm gonna look like Bautista. Yeah. I'm a beast right wow. now. I mean, I'm really strong right, right you're now. You're being you're being like <laughs> generous. You're, what are you doing? What, yeah. What are you up the, to? Oh man. Uh, okay. So it's uh, I'm up at four in the morning every day. Ooh. Meal prep. Get to the gym by six. Do an hour of conditioning. So it's just abs, rowing, and kicking, kicking the heavy bag oh. like with a with a Muay Thai guy. And then um, I take an hour break, and then it's two hours of weight training. Wow. Yeah. Dude, that's intense. It's super intense. Like, I thought it's you were going to maybe be like, intense. oh, I go to the gym for a half hour every day. <laughs> yeah, I run no, around no. the block. That's my that's your workout, workout plan, no. by the way. You miss the sauna. And I sauna. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I go to the gym, and I don't even work out. I just sit in the sauna. <laughs> you, but you definitely take a lot of selfies, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Have you seen a Richard Blay sauna <laughs> selfie? Like, yeah, I, no, I, like, I like the twist one. You got like, it. Thank uh, you. Yeah, the twist I, listen, is the best. I text him every time he puts one of those. Yeah, the like, last one I had to erase because Jasmine did. He's like, why? And it's a good answer. Angle stuff like you know. Like, Listen, like, man, when you're angle. when you're you look great. You My know, like, is shaking her head. She's like, never do that yeah, again. It's I mean, it's, <laughs> why it's, though? It's pretty like I mean, I always I'm just like, there's there's Blaze. There it is. Blaze at the, the gym. gym today. He's holding his phone, but if you yeah. notice, yeah, he's, he's doing that. He's he's, he's a little the, natural curl motion. It's a twist. It's like I'm facing it. you, but you can Kinda, also see yeah. the six inches between my lower back and my ass. Well, listen, this has been great. This is an intervention of sorts. Selfie intervention. Three people. People that I love very much. <laughs> there will be no more sauna selfies. So, what's the end game for the workout? Are you just? Uh, I want to be two hundred pounds. Okay. You know, nice. two hundred, five, five. I feel like you know. But you're hitting the fighting, weight, so you're kind of gaining yeah. while you're losing a yeah, little bit. Yeah, that's, right? that's good. the way to do it, though. I mean, yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. You know, because it's like you know, I'm, I'm, you know, my body fat's gone way down. I feel amazing. I get you look you, amazing. I, thank Dude. you, thank you. I mean, I really, really feel. There's good. you are also the, there's a the mythology of your chef cycle. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, appearance yeah. as well. 
Man. I think I'm going to do it this year. Are you going to do it again? Please do it. I'm, I'm in. I, I just Please. need to get some gear. Yeah. So if anyone who's Dude. listening wants to kind of help me out with some you, gear. You know I'm Jeff gonna... Mayen, right? I think we're working on Yeah. I... All right. Talk to Jeff. He's going to get you hooked up with Giant. It's, yeah. yeah. Okay. You're, you're good. You're good. Nice. Um, you're going to do it again though, right? Because yeah. I want. I do want to be surrounded by people I love. Dude. Just to be clear. I, all right. So here's Who the thing. Who else am I going to take a selfie with in like right. a spandex suit right. off, of my, off of the I mic. did the whole thing with no shirt. Yes. Last year. 13 hours. Ooh. No shirt. I hope you had sunscreen on. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I, yeah. I'm like a I'm like a desert dwelling Jew, so I don't really burn. Oh, so yeah. you're just impervious. I just, I just get impervious brown. to the sun. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. That's yeah. your mutant power. It's my thing. I, I, do, I just don't sunburn. <laughs> I, I mean, I do sunburn. There's a couple. There's a couple funny, but like, I gotta try. I mean, you really gotta try. <clears throat> right. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, here's the thing: is uh, you know, the chef psycho like took most of the guys like you know five six hours. You know, some of them did it four. Uh, it took me thirteen. Third, I'm not a, I'm not an endurance athlete. Yeah, mm. <laughs> you know I mean, what I mean. <laughs> nor am I. Uh, it's, it's a tough. So game. I was yeah. like, look, you know, I'm gonna be going the pace. I'm gonna be going, and I will see everybody at dinner. And so I was just like, you know, I'm I'm gonna do my thing, and I'm just gonna oh. go as I'm gonna go as long as I can, and then when I can't go anymore, they'll come pick me up in the van, and take me back. So I was like, you know, getting ready. It was like the first couple miles and I was, you know, already alone, you know, back of the bag, just doing my thing. You know, I was getting ready. you're not allowed to wear headphones. So I was like getting ready. Oh. To, I was going to pull my headphones out because yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm alone. Wow. Right? So I was just like, I was going to listen to some music, you know, it's like enjoy some tunes, ride the bike. You know, it was great. Uh, and then um, uh, two of the guys, uh, Jason and, um, and Steve, uh, dropped back. To like go find and someone's like, hey, anyone seen Duff? You know, so they like, <laughs> so these guys, so so Jason Roberts and Steve Villeneuve, they they drop back and they found me, right? And they did the entire ride with me. Now here, these are both incredible cyclists. Like these guys could have so done it. So now is that like, are you like, oh, that's so thoughtful, or that is annoying to you? No, that would annoy me. Well. <laughs> No, 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 no. It was like, I mean, because, you know, I don't know how far I would have gone, you know, maybe, maybe 50 miles, maybe 60, you know, something like that. Right. And these guys who these, I mean, they could, they were, I mean, these are professional cyclists. They could do this ride in their sleep. It was like not even breaking a sweat. And they do it in like three hours. Instead, they sat there with me for 13 hours, which sat at bikes even 13 hours. Yeah. But so you were grateful. I was incredibly grateful. I would have been so I would have been so upset. Like I would have been happy at the end of it, but there's that part where I would have been like, You guys just go on without me. I'll be all right. You know, like the old war movie, like I'm all right, I'm I got six bullets left. Right, right. Just leave me here. I'll hold them back for a little longer. No? Because that happened to me also my first marathon, not as uh, um, I'm not a, a, as good of a person as you are, but on my first marathon, <laughs> you know, they have this uh, team Achilles who like they run with like blind runners and yeah. stuff like that. And, you know, you, I'm running with like my name Blaze on my tag. Everyone else has got a number. So I'm pretty easy to identify sure. on the course. And it's my first marathon and I'm like sucking it right now. It's like 20 miles in. And like team Achilles keeps running by me with like blind runners, which is amazing. Yeah. And they're, so they're talking to the runners and they're like, you're running by Richard Blaze from top chef right now you're doing great <laughs> you're lapping richard blaze and it was like great because i'm inspiring these runners it and it's like in a great moment but it's also like stop using me as inspiration i'm dying over here <laughs> uh, and then like someone dressed as forrest gump and like you know penny loafers and khaki sure. pants run by you and the that guy stuff dribbling just, the basketball the guy dribbling the basketball he runs a, he runs a new york city marathon dribbling two basketballs Come on. the whole way that's <laughs> You're a dick. <laughs> if you're doing that, that's incredibly annoying. But oh no, it's great, man! It's great. It is at the yeah. end. It's great because, of yeah. course, to be honest, I did selfie him. Yeah. <laughs> like, sure. I was like, "Hey, I'm running with Doctor Dribble right. for a couple steps." That's great. Uh, but that's that's kind of it. But you're you're in amazing shape, dude. Uh, oh man, I'm getting there. I'm what's getting uh? There. So what's on the TV front right now? Because you came in and you said. Like you, you've been a part of like fifty shows. I don't know, you know, which is true. Like I mean, it's in your IMDb. It's got to. It's got to be just incredible. I, I know you don't look at those things because you're that popular. Some of us do. Uh, <laughs> I do look at IMDb when there's like you know I'll see like an actor and I'm like wait who was that guy in yeah. and then I'll like I'll go look and I'll find other movies and I'm like oh wait what's the 
with like you know, and then you find like someone else was in that movie, and you're like, oh wait, that's right, because that guy did this thing, and yeah, yeah, you should go down the wormhole. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you never, you're never looking at like yourself or whatever. I just love my page because uh, there's another Blaze who's a French director who made like a film, so awesome. it's like I have this directing like like French noir Sweet. film credit. That's kind of amazing, but it's not me. But anyway, it's kind of fun, kind of fun to look at. <laughs> uh, Duff Goldman, at the end of our show, we play a couple little fun games. You down? Sure. Awesome. Okay, so this one is called Who Said What? Uh, Who Said What? And we're going to use two people that you're pretty familiar with, that you've worked side by side with on a number of television shows. Okay. Uh, One is Mr. Guy Fieri. Okay. A friend of ours. Sure. Yeah, unbelievable. Love Guy. Uh, Another is Valerie Bertinelli. Okay. Another friend of yours. I've never met her. She's uh, amazing. Get her on here. Absolutely. Amazing people. Heather, did you hear that? We're going to have to get Valerie Bertinelli. (laughs) So funny. Yeah. When I I first met Valerie, I was just like, oh, my God. I had the biggest crush on you when I was like six. Right? <laughs> you know? like, That's awesome. And, and she's just like, yeah, I know you did. Yeah. Right. Yeah, like, exactly. every yeah. guy our age comes up to her, the very first thing they say is, oh my God, I had such a big crush on you when I was six. And, and not, like, when, not when I was six, but I'll say that with my wife next to me. I, I kind of feel that way about Rachel Ray a lot sometimes. Sure. It's like, yeah, like I kind of like, yeah, I, I bought that magazine. Yeah. When you were washing dishes and <laughs> whatever that magazine was. No, it's okay. Now people, are, everyone listening to the podcast is going to have to go find wow, it. Uh, did it just get weird? It kind of got weird. <laughs> for a second. It got Isn't super it? weird. Um, <laughs> we're going to break it up. Duff Goldman, we're playing Who Said What? So these quotes can be attributed to either Guy Fieri or Valerie Bertinelli. Okay. Uh, the first one is, I'm a food addict. That's my downfall. Who said that? Valerie Bertinelli or Guy Fieri? I'm a food I'm addict. I'm a food addict. That's, That's my, my downfall. downfall. Guy Fieri? That is Valerie oh, Bertinelli. <laughs> I love when someone gets one wrong. Oh, they're usually one, pretty easy. Yeah. And I know you're a big competitor. You did say that you haven't won anything. Oh, yeah. uh, so we're just proving that right in yeah. this case. Yeah. Um, okay, next quote. Here we go. I love a big slice of pizza, but I love myself more. Who said that? that, that oh. That's got to be Guy. That's that all... is Valerie Bertinelli. Oh, <laughs> in all fairness, I kind of led the witness That's there a little bit. Because totally I kind of said it with a little bit of guy's case. You did. I heard it. I kind of okay. love pizza. Exactly. All right. <laughs> all right, next quote. Guy Fieri or Valerie Bartinelli. My stay married secret would probably be exercising good communication. Valerie Bartinelli. That is Guy Fieri. No <laughs> so, no way. I need, to way just, I need to go against whatever I think it is. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> By the way, I, I worked really hard to find a quote like that from Guy Fieri. Um, okay, here we go. Uh, when cooking for a big crew of hungry dudes <laughs> who've been sleeping in a parking lot, do not think you can get away with fettuccine Alfredo. <laughs> I think you could get away with fettuccine Alfredo, first of all. Okay, so I have to I, – I just saw this quote like not too long ago. Oh, okay. And I, I, I don't know if that's true. I, you're saying I the same thing, like, Jasmine. I, I, feel like a, I feel like that's perfect like for a bunch of dudes who just slept in a party. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Creamy's, creamy noodles plus like it, you can make a, a, a bunch of it. Of it you know? you can, it's easy. Yeah. It's easy to do. A, it could feed a lot of people with that. It's a great quote. It is. And it, it is. is it is guy. It is guy. Yes, it is guy. There's so many amazing things about that quote. One that I don't know the context of when it was said. Do you? No. So I'm, no. Where, where where is there a parking lot of hungry dudes who slept overnight? Like what? It's got to be like a NASCAR event or I think it's got to be uh, Triple D. Yeah. Right. Man, oh yeah. Just, yeah. Those guys are on the road. Oh, that's right. Man. That's right. I, Dude, I those guys I'm, tour like Sabbath, man. It's the, just they, they, they roll deep. They roll deep <laughs> with their own logos and right. ink and everything. Totally. Um, also though the the, the 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 few times that I've dined at guy. Fieri's house. Mm-hmm. One, the first time I ever dined there, he made fettuccine Alfredo, <laughs> and it was delicious. So like, there's like another layer to that. I was like, no, dude, you will make that because it's delicious. Okay, here we go. Uh, Valerie Bertinelli or Guy Fieri. The quote: Once a food becomes off limits, then it takes this whole other personality. Forbidden is more tempting. Valerie Bertinelli. That's Valerie Bertinelli. Okay. Duff Goldman is back oh, on the boy. game. All right, here. all right. Um, okay, here you go. I think there I'm th- still underwater. Yeah, you're, you're, gonna, <laughs> you're, you're, you're going for 500 here. There are three people you need in life, an accountant, a fishmonger, and a bail bondsman. Oh, God. <laughs> that is definitely 100% Valerie Bertinelli. That troublemaker. Yes. That troublemaker. Hey, come on, man. Backstage at Van Halen concerts, you know she was a troublemaker. Yes. Uh, absolutely right. I can. I know you're being sarcastic. We're going to count that I one am. as a correct guy, Fieri quote. Uh, hey, if you say you're fat, all of a sudden people like you. This is another one that needs some context, could, could I feel yeah, like. We'd be just reading a quote. Guy? Guy? That's Valerie Bernelli. But I'm guessing this was some She's sort of like quotes. product, you like exercise thing or something. I'm guessing. 
okay, so this is the last one. All right. And now this is you're playing for 500. Come on, Duff, get your head in the game. Uh, we count 500 as a win on Starving for Attention. Uh, the last quote is, anybody can have this body if you do enough sit-ups and just make a decision that every day I'm going to work out. It is a tough one, actually. I can't even imagine Guy ever saying that. But you So you're know. saying it's Valerie Bertinelli. What, I don't what know, does Duff, Duff Goldman say? I don't know. I, it, I mean, I, I have never heard Guy ever talk about any kind of physical activity whatsoever. <laughs> Not that he doesn't do it, but <laughs> right, I just, just I've never heard it. him talk. It's got to be Valerie. The final answer is Valerie Bertinelli. Duff Goldman is right. right. And he okay. wins. He draws <laughs> up 500. All right. All right. He wins Good job. And who said what? <laughs> Thank you for playing along, by the way. It's, a, it's tough. Some of these games are really tough. Yeah. Um, the weirdest part of that game is that on the way in, I looked over at Richard's phone and he was just looking at memes of Guy Fieri chewing. Which that, you, or, or gifs of, of Guy Fieri chewing. That was really weird. If you got a in. good 10 minutes to spare, besides looking at pictures of all the amazing things Duff Goldman has created, because mm-hmm. I did that this morning as well. Awesome. Thank That's you. Um, just punch in Guy Fieri quotes, and you'll just get – you'll laugh for at least, oh, yeah. at least 30 totally. minutes straight. Some good ones. Did you see that somebody um, set – they did a montage of Guy eating to Johnny Cash singing I Hurt Myself? Oh, God. <laughs> now I gotta pull that up. It I is know, unbelievable. Who's, who's got to drive home? Do oh, I, have to, I have to drive home, don't I? So you're great. gonna get a chance to see that first. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Duff Goldman, amazing to have you at the end of uh, the podcast. We always like to play a game called Eighty Sixth. It's Eighty Sixth. This could be anything that you want to get rid of in your world or any world. Something that you're absolutely over. Uh, something you're just, you're just kind of done with. It can be serious or not. I'm going to guess maybe not so much. I don't know. Or or you could uh, turn the oh, tables. You know, on I got to tell you, man. I think like just you know, in the, with the state of the world right now, and I, I don't know. I'm, I'm a little reflective because I just got back from Israel, and I was kind of like, mm. you know, me and God having a one on one. The Middle East. Yeah. Were you in the Middle East? I was okay. in the Middle East. <laughs> I was in the Middle East. I'm actually going back, going to Jordan. I'm uh, I'm we're I'm doing a whole uh, cooking program at. Um, Syrian refugee camp. Oh my God! In wow. Jordan, it's going to be amazing. amazing. It's going to be amazing. You know what that's, I mean? Another thing I love about you, your your charitable contributions are many. You got to do it. You know, the thing is, like, you know, I mean, come on, I mean, you 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 know, like, we are line cooks that won the lottery. Yeah. Know? So, like, you know, you got to got to give that give stuff back. back. You, know? you won the lottery. I got to scratch off. <laughs> just to be clear. <laughs> <laughs> you know. So I think we just got an eighty-six. The the we just got to eighty six the rhetoric man we got to eighty six the 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 outrage we got to eighty six the you know I, I I don't know I feel like we're, we're we we have to the what's a good word what could we eighty six that would allow us to you know approach problems a little more logically mm-hmm. with cooler heads a you more, know a little more bridge building a little yeah. more kindness a little more civility yeah civility <laughs> kindness yeah. Uh, you know love is an overrated word sometimes but yeah it's not sappy you know, I'm not trying no. to like you know I'm not trying yeah. to hang out with everybody but just like let's all be cool to each other it's, exactly it's hard. It's hard. I, you know and that's the thing it's like being cool is so much easier than being an asshole. It is so much less Ooh, work. You're right. It's true. You know, it, it, it hurts to not be kind. <laughs> it it's does. <laughs> it's a lot of work. It's so much easier. And like when other people are kind, you're like, man, this is great. You know, this is like, <laughs> this is great. I don't know. I tell you, California. Like I'm from Massachusetts, right? Come on. Yeah. Don't. Right. Hurry, Where the hurry, fuck hurry, up, hurry, kid? Asshole <laughs> in the house. Right. You know, and and uh, you know, like that's kind of how I grew up. But like I tell you, man, like L.A. has so different. It has chilled me out. Yes. You know, like for real. But I, I you know, that's what we got to do. We got to eighty six the hostility. I think eighty six the hostility. Uh, a little bit more kindness. I'll tell you what's been made me feel better having Duff Goldman in studio with us. You're amazing, Thanks, brother. Man. Thank you for spending some time with <laughs> of course. us. Uh, what a great session that was. That's awesome. Really amazing. Will you come back? Abs- anytime. You know oh, you mean. heard it here, everyone. Anytime. Uh, Duff Goldman is going to come back. We're going to bring him on as a, 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 a co-host or something <laughs> yeah. like that. That's yeah. how amazing he's been. Sub in. Uh, listen, everyone, we couldn't do the podcast without you. So thank you so much for listening to this amazing episode. It was with Duff Goldman. He was super special. And uh, listen, you want to hear more of people like Duff Goldman. Help us out here at Starving for Attention by doing the podcast one survey responses. Uh, listen, they help align advertisers to our audience, which is you. So 
the survey is short, completely anonymous. It takes no more than five minutes is what they say. But listen, you're quick. It could probably take only three. There's two easy ways to begin the survey. You go to www.podcastone.com slash my survey or go to www.podcastone.com and click on the survey banner. You might think, hey, I've already done this, uh, but do it again so we know exactly what you're looking for uh, and who we need to align ourselves with. Listen, thanks for supporting my program and taking time uh, to keep the lights on here at Starving for Attention. Uh, And just do the survey. It's only a couple minutes. Uh, Please, listen, we need subscriptions and ratings and reviews. Uh, So if you go to Apple Podcasts, you can do all of those things. And grab a friend's phone and have them download and subscribe to the podcast as well, uh, besides Apple Podcasts. Of course, you can find us on the new Podcast One app. Uh, There's lots of things to do there. It's a community. You can uh, message uh, hosts like ourselves. You can tell us how much you loved the Duff Goldman episode. Uh, You can review us and find many other amazing shows on the Podcast One app. Uh, It's been amazing hanging out with you. I'm Richard Blaze. Heather was behind the glass. Meredith Sidman is over there in the corner. Uh, Jasmine Blaze has been the reliable sous chef as ever. And our special guest was Duff Goldman. Uh, We'll see you soon and stay hungry. Thanks for listening to Starving for Attention with Richard Blaze. Download new episodes every Tuesday on the Podcast One app, Apple Podcasts, or PodcastOne.com. Hi, I'm Christine Hassler, and for over 12 years, I've been passionate about helping people get out of suffering and over challenges so they can live a life they love. I'm a master life coach, best-selling author of Expectation Hangover, and host of the Over It and On With It podcast, where you get to listen in on unedited coaching sessions with people just like you. Whatever it is you're dealing with or want to learn about, we've covered it on the show. If you love personal growth and want tools to be more fulfilled in your own life, then be sure to listen. You'll be surprised on how relatable each call is. It's kind of like free therapy. Coaching episodes really each Wednesday and on Saturdays, I release a Coach's Corner where I either answer listener emails, teach a tool, or talk to amazing thought leaders and experts like Aubrey Marcus, Ariana Huffington, Danielle Laporte, and many more. And don't forget to subscribe at podcastone.com, the Podcast One app, and at Apple Podcasts. At American University, we don't just hope for change. We create it. We don't just dream of a better world. We make it a reality. With a graduate degree from AU, You'll access expert faculty and connections throughout D.C. to develop skills and experience to turn your passion into purpose. And that purpose can make all the difference in your career. Discover the difference a degree makes at American.edu slash gradschool.